Welcome to the Unsuck On You podcast. I'm Lindsay Andrews, a recovering codependent, stepping outside my bubble to talk about all things codependency and returning to oneself. Tune in for lighthearted and empowered conversations with experts and recovering codependents. All are welcome as we navigate sticky topics such as boundaries, speaking our needs, letting go, and standing in our power. Let's get unstuck together. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Unstuck on You. My name is Lindsay Andrews. If you're listening to this, welcome to the podcast. I am so glad that you are here. You might be new to discovering that you're codependent and just beginning your healing journey. And I want to say thank you for being here. It takes a lot of bravery, courage to show up and do the work that you're doing to learn about codependency. I remember when I first learned about the word codependency, and there was this awesome moment where I finally felt like there was a reason for all of this, like almost like an identity for me to help me understand my struggles and relationships. But most importantly, this recognition that I really had a non-existent relationship to myself. And yet, When you start the recovery process, it also comes with a whole new set of struggles and learning how to set boundaries and speaking our needs and letting go and standing in our own power. And that all is in service to trusting ourselves, liking ourselves, ultimately loving ourselves. So started this podcast and I wanted to give a little background as to why I started it, who I am, and why it's important to me moving forward. And I guess I'll just start at the beginning. I'm 44 years old. I have two kids, a daughter that's 18, a son that's 11. I live in the suburbs, have a good job. I do business development and marketing for an architecture firm and really enjoy my career and have on the surface lived a pretty, I would say normal life. Everyone that's outside looking in probably could say, wow, she's got it together. She's got it all figured out and she's doing well in life. That all said though, I've been struggling for most of my adult life from codependency. And I want this podcast to be an opportunity to talk about the topic and to bring light from just an everyday middle-aged woman talking about codependency and why it needs to be talked about more. Because I think I thought in my world that I would eventually, once I reach my 40s, probably have it all figured out. And I'm still in the middle of figuring it all out. I don't have it all figured out. And I know it has a lot to do with codependency. And I really want to start with trauma and define it because that's really where it all begins from my research. And you might be asking, what is trauma? I think we know a lot of like general ideas of what these words mean. Just being clear with the topic, I wanted to share some of the definitions and that they resonate with me. So I like this definition of trauma by Dr. Gabor Mate. You've probably heard of him. He's got a lot of books out on the topic. One of them is When the Body Says No. The Myth of Normal is another new book that he has out. So he's a physician and author with a background in family practice, and he has a special interest in childhood development and trauma, and also like the impacts of all that on our physical and mental health. He states that trauma is not what happens to you. It's what happens inside of you as a result of what happened to you. And that one needs 
to be repeated again because it's a complex statement. So trauma is not what happens to you. It's what happens inside of you as a result of what happened to you. I love this definition because it highlights that everyone can have trauma and everyone does to some degree. We are human and we translate our childhood experiences in our own unique way, regardless of the severity of it, if that makes sense. For me, my lived experience in childhood resulted in being codependent. And codependency is a word that gets used a lot. And a lot of my friends who have listened to the podcast so far have a couple episodes out already. And they're like, boy, it'd be really nice to understand more about codependency because there are people in my world that really don't understand what it is. And so I'd like to define it here. And I've done some research too, just to further my knowledge of codependency. Because it's important for us to gain more information, but also arrive at an understanding um, and a respect for, okay, what is it? So I've done some research and picked out a few meanings that relate to me and my experiences. I'll start first with Dr. Nicole LaPera. She's the holistic psychologist who has over 5 million followers on Instagram. She also has a book, How to Do the Work. And Here's how she explains codependency. Codependency is the chronic neglect of self in order to gain approval, love, validation, or self-identity through another person. We learn codependency patterns through our family dynamics where there was enmeshment. So enmeshment is a term to describe a relationship where there's a lack of boundaries and the emotions of one family member is felt by all family members in repeated cycles. The result is one, the belief that we are responsible for the emotions of others, two, a lack of authentic self. So the self really only exists through the responses of another person. And three, chronic fear of how people will respond to you. I'm not sure if any of those resonate, but if they do. If you're codependent, it's likely that they do. What are the signs of codependency? There's a lot of different signs here. I'm going to read off a few for you. Low self-worth slash self-image, people pleasing, so the inability to say no, lack of boundaries, childlike fantasies that someone can save or fix you from your life, caretaking, chronic caretaking as a way of distraction, putting everyone else before yourself, emotional addiction. So you might be addicted to relationships where there's a roller coaster cycle of repeated emotional experiences. Another sign would be the inability to understand or clearly communicate your thoughts, feelings, and emotions. Chronic fear of upsetting someone. We've hit that just a minute ago. The feeling of walking on eggshells around people, that one stands out to me. I've had some experiences of that with certain people in my life. High emotional reactivity to life situations, controlling the behaviors of others so that you can feel okay. And the last one is obsessive thinking about what other people think of you. So this is quite a list of signs. And if you're listening here, you're likely to have experienced these if not all of these signs, I am a classic recovering codependent. I have had experiences with all of those that I just said. 
So you might be asking, how does one become codependent? And according to Melody Beatty, famous author on codependency topics, she also has Codependent No More book, which is basically like the Bible for codependence. She says, if you have been affected by someone's alcoholism, addictions, illness, compulsions, hurtful or irresponsible behaviors, which can include anger management issues, rage, and or abuse, you're likely to have some codependent behaviors. From what I've researched and learned over the years is that our behaviors are formed in the early years of life, from birth to seven years of age. Essentially, we develop a program early in life, which is how we operate in the real world as adults. The brain loves to keep things simple for us and function in a way that's familiar and safe. However, it doesn't always understand how coping strategies developed in our childhood are necessarily successful in creating healthy and secure relationships in adulthood. So for me, I took the learned behaviors into my adult life and subconsciously allowed codependency to play ruler over my life in terms of who I picked for partners, how I interacted with my family, and codependency even spilled into my work life. Needless to say, (laughs) codependency and I were like, we were operating as one unit. I didn't come to realize about codependency till I was around 30 years old. And it was at a particular time in my life when I heard the word and somebody actually suggested that I might be codependent. Then I started down a rabbit hole, all the rabbit holes, if you will, as much as I could learn about it. Codependent No More, as I mentioned, authored by Melody Beatty, was one of the books that was extremely helpful to me. Have you ever read a book and you felt completely known? This is how I felt when reading this book. I was grateful and I also knew I had this enormous hill to climb as well. So knowing I was codependent didn't really answer the question, who am I? (laughs) I don't know. Have you ever had that question come up for yourself? I spent a lot of time, a lot of my life attempting not to disrupt and remain as invisible as I could. It kept me safe. It was common for me to defer my thoughts, ideas, and opinions to other people. That was mostly because I didn't value my own ideas and thoughts and opinions, and I didn't think other people would either. And even though I so desperately wanted to be seen. So in my earlier years, my early adult years, I ended up looking at others and modeled my behavior versus asking myself what I really wanted. This would also show up in not making any decisions for myself. I thought doing what others wanted of me might bring me more love and connection, although I didn't know any of this consciously at the time. So I officially labeled myself codependent 15 years ago. I spent years trying to get people to act and behave the way I wanted them to, all so I could feel safe. I didn't realize this back then. And I can see it now. I also didn't realize that I had the power to do something about it. I actually have all the power to change myself and my life. I spent all my free time in this sort of discovery phase of my life, balancing my marriage, my children, my work, searching for solutions to solve my codependency issues, only to find I was on a nonstop carousel. I had no clue how to step off. 
And I kept trying to adapt to others during this time frame. If someone had an issue with me, I would be like, oh yeah, I'll work on that. And I would attempt to transform into the thing that person wanted me to be, mostly because I didn't have any self-identity and I thought that they knew me better than I knew myself, which was actually true at the time. Like, how would I know who I was and what I needed? Because I never really asked myself. So I read a lot of books and I listened to some amazing podcasts and that all helped me on my journey. Then I had this aha moment. It came after I started a new job back in 2018 to realize that the job, while amazing, still felt like something wasn't right. I still felt like something was off. And I was listening to a codependency podcast one morning And there was a therapist on there talking about self-liking, self-trusting, and self-loving oneself. And that most people, especially codependent people, don't know how to do this, therefore have problems in their relationships because they're looking to heal childhood wounds through relationships with others, opposed to healing themselves through reparenting and other tools. It was an incredible message. It stuck out to me so much. And I think with all of the research and knowledge that I was after, this idea felt different and it was. So I reached out to the therapist on the podcast for help with my codependency. And I've been in real recovery for my codependency since 2018. So this is when the real work began for me. And you might be wondering what some of that is. So I thought I would share a little bit with you. So one, I have been seeing a therapist weekly for an hour at a time. So when you add that up, it's about 52 hours a year. doesn't sound like a lot, but it's a start and something that I've worked into my budget. So why a therapist? When in recovery, it's hard to see yourself from a different perspective. We are so wired to see things with a codependent lens. So oftentimes it's our inner child running that program to keep us safe. And yet it creates more harm in our adult lives. It's critical to have someone trained in the area to give you a different perspective. Also, number two, a major component to my therapy is centered around my inner child. So everything goes back to childhood. If we have a childhood wounding, then it's likely to surface in a variety of ways, like struggling to say no, only feeling like you're worthy when things are going well, constantly comparing yourself to others, fearing people may abandon you. Those are just a few of mine. So the more time I spend with little Lindsay, the more I can understand her, check in with her, reassure her. This is called reparenting. So those who know me know that little Lindsay is a part of me. I have a picture of myself from age five in a frame. It's actually in my bathroom. It's a reminder that she's important and she matters. And often when I'm feeling low, there's something that I'm not giving myself. But I also recognize the separation between my inner child and my higher self. And so understanding the difference when things that are childlike coming out and how to help nurture that part of myself, but also operate in my higher self. There is a definite difference that has helped me understand how to unpack this. So what else? My therapist assigned me homework on the first day of therapy, and it has not stopped. I have been journaling and writing information information, affirmations that take about 20 minutes each day. I do mine in the morning. So I basically journal every day documenting my awarenesses, any behaviors, patterns, interactions that I've had, how they went, what could have been done differently, noticing, however, not shaming myself. 
and asking maybe a question, do I need a better boundary or is there a space where I need to speak up and use my voice? These journal entries help me to create that sort of clarity and also help propel me to do something about it. I also write 21 times every day that I am worthy. Why? I guess it has something to do with 21 days makes a habit approach, but I do it 21 times every single day. I did the math at my four-year mark, and I have told myself that I am worthy over 30,000 times. And also, for some of you, investing in a nice notebook, pen, and just writing, there's something about it. For me, I love putting pen to paper. It's like I'm locking it in. So what's the point of all of this? All this work is met with a purpose, with the goal of self-liking, trusting, and loving myself. The path of showing up for myself every day has set me on some new trails I probably wouldn't have explored otherwise. Over time, I have started to show up for myself. So what have I discovered? That I actually have things that I like and enjoy, and I am my own person. These are just a few of my hobbies, and I can tell you I had none of these hobbies prior to my journey. I'm not going to go into detail with each of these, but poetry, I like to shoot sporting clays, which for those of you who know me, that's always like a head scratcher because I don't look like someone who would own a 12-gauge shotgun. I make vision boards every month. I play crystal singing bowls, love sound. I do yoga. I like to work out. I started this podcast. These things are new in my healing and things that came to me in my 40s as a result of giving myself what I need and from doing the work. So why am I here? I'm called to express myself and to share what I've learned, to be that relatable voice from a person who struggles with codependency every day and who's in recovery, who has been digging deep within herself to understand it, its effects on my relationships and myself. And I think if I say one thing, it's this. I do not proclaim to be an expert. I am a continual learner and seeker. The title of this podcast is purposely meant to be a little lighthearted because of the heaviness of this important topic. My desire for you in listening is that you feel a space is being held for you and that your struggles are met with compassion and grace. My hope is that together we can learn more about codependency and how it shows up in our lives and how returning to ourselves and who we are as a starting point to healing. My plan is to interview like relationship experts, therapists, counselors, and other inspiring people who are healing, who are walking in recovery every day. So if you're here with me, thank you for giving me the space to share. I invite you into the conversation of codependency and putting a light on a topic that wants to stay in the shadows. You are not alone. And I'm looking forward to walking through this with you. Welcome to Unstuck on You. Thank you so much for listening to the show. For more support, please check out my website at unstuckonyou.com or on Instagram at unstuckonyou. Let's get unstuck together.